When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So first of all, I hope you guys all had a wonderful Christmas uh, that you were able to spend plenty of time uh, with your friends and family and, and that that time was uh, relaxing, that it wasn't just a, a stressful uh, charade as it sometimes can be um, around the holidays, uh, especially for those of you that may be parents or or uh, otherwise just have a lot to to coordinate this time of year. Um, so certainly there is a ton to talk about today. I want to talk about both precious metals and uh, the stock market because that was really where the fireworks were today. Uh, and I want to start off with the stock market. You know, on, on, on uh, Christmas Eve, we had, of course, the I think the worst Christmas Eve on record in the stock market. The Dow Jones was down, uh, you know, over 600 points. And, and that was on top of you know several several weeks honestly months of selling in the dow and and the stock in the us indices as a whole not every single day obviously but as a whole i mean that that marked a bear market for for um i think the s&p briefly dipped into a bear market status the nasdaq was already there well you know after christmas uh, a total reversal in the stock market uh, the dow jones was up a stunning thousand and some points today over a thousand points uh just shy of five percent s&p was just shy of five percent gain as well uh now in the whole scheme of things you know they're they're what back to where they were late last week you know they they regained a good chunk of of what they had uh lost on christmas eve and, and then they gained a little bit more i'm um, still down quite a bit now uh why is this rally happening well first of all People have been saying for quite some time that the market was oversold, and and what that means is, uh, you know, even people that were saying we're in a bear market, but it's oversold. They're basically saying, it, you know, long term it's going to move down, but in bear markets there are rallies, sometimes very rapid rallies, and I think that's what we're kind of seeing right now. Who knows if they'll extend into tomorrow or the rest of the week? You know, the other piece here, and this is something that Zero Hedge, among others, have reported on is, you know, who is it that's the buyer? I mean, you have dip buyers. Um, maybe you have some hedge funds moving into the market, uh, insider trading. But a big one was uh, pension funds. Of course, pension, public pensions in particular, uh, own a, a massive amount of assets, own and manage a massive amount of assets, ranging from domestic to foreign stocks, uh, bonds, uh, cash, and all sorts of other real estate, uh, or all sorts of other assets, including real estate. Uh, but of course, you know, they do have quite a bit in, in domestic equities. And oftentimes, uh, these, these pensions are mandated to hold a certain amount of their assets in, um, in specific classes. So for instance, uh, you know, uh, 40% in domestic equities or, or whatever it might be, you know, they vary from, from plan to plan. And so what that means is, is th- thus far, especially this quarter and this month and the last couple of weeks, they have lost a significant amount of value in terms of, of their stocks. And in fact, they may have gained some value in, in things like bonds. And so what that means is maybe at the beginning of the quarter, let's say they had 50% as a whole in, in equities between uh, U.S. And, and foreign equities. Well, 
they they dropped, you know, a good 10, 20 percent, depending on what index, depending on what country we're talking about in the last couple of months. And so now that 50 percent is is maybe now 45 or 40 percent. And so they need to to uh, bring that back up to what their mandate is, basically. Uh, and that's been one of the reasons as for why this market has been going up. You know, another one that you might be able to to blame this on is, of course, the the plunge protection team, the the uh, entity that nobody's really willing to to uh, uh, at the government at least um, acknowledge the the full existence of. But you know, most traders, even mainstream traders, say that you know sometimes there's just suspicious upward movement in the markets uh, that that somehow save the markets uh, from from further um, downward movement. You saw it on Monday, uh, the attempt from what many believe is the plunge protection team to save the markets, and that very well could have played the role today. I mean, this was a massive move up. It was oversold. Uh, maybe it was part pensions. Maybe it was some other dip buyers. Uh, but the big takeaway here is that nothing's changed I mean, the market's up, what, 5% from where it was uh, 24 hours ago, but Fed is still on the same path. I mean, if anything, if the market continues and it doesn't continue to fall, let's say it moves up another 5%, let's say it moves uh, inches up closer, I don't know if it's going to take out those new all-time highs again back in, in September, October, but let's say it inches up between now and the next couple months, well, if anything, that, that should be bearish for stocks because the whole reason that they dropped in the first place was a belief that the Fed was going to continue to raise interest rates. And if the markets are doing fine and, and the rest of the economy appears to be doing fine, now that's hardly a sure thing either, then they're going to keep raising interest rates and then, you know, it's just going to come down again. So I, I don't know how much this can continue. Um, I, I think maybe it's premature to say, this is it. This is the next uh, uh, bear market. Maybe it's premature to say that we're on the cusp of a recession or potentially another financial crisis, but it certainly has the makings of that. And this certainly may just be a, a bear market rally, a very feverish one, but perhaps a short-lived one. So uh, that's what I'm kind of seeing in stock markets right now. You know, uh, whatever I say in this video very well may be dated within 24 hours. You know, the other market that I'm watching besides precious metals, which I'll get to here in a second, is um, the debt markets. Not necessarily just U.S. Uh, government debt, but also just um, you know high yield uh, corporate debt. It's it's been struggling significantly late, lately. Uh, you've seen a a large spread between um, it and I guess other more more uh, stable forms of debt. I'm talking uh, invest investment grade debt, uh, you know corporate debt, and of course treasury debt. Um, basically, that that high yield is rising at a disproportionate rate in terms of its yield. Uh, that's worrying. I mean, that's... Um, and, and I also think that it, it extends beyond just the oil market. Of course, the oil price has been down, although, again, it rebounded today with the stock market. Um, it has been down quite a bit lately, and that is that puts the oil, uh, the energy sector in here in the United States in a very tough position. Um, and if it does continue to stay you know, below 50, below 55... Uh, I think we could continue to see a route in the high yield uh, debt markets because of uh, of uh, the the effect that the low oil prices will have on on the balance sheet of those uh, shale oil companies. But I do think that it's more than just that. I I, I think it's just that as a whole, um, it's telling a story of of a a economy that is. On the cusp of a recession, I know I said earlier maybe it's premature, but you know I think that's one of those signals that this cycle's coming to an end, and and before you're going to see it in the official GDP numbers, the unemployment numbers, um, 
and various other markets, you're, you're going to see it in things like the high yield markets. You know, the risk is it's going to start on the edges and work its way to to the core of the system, the financial system of the of the economy as a whole. So that's another one I think to keep an eye on. Uh, finally, you know, talking about precious metals, uh, a lot of movement actually today um, in the last couple of days. Uh, silver has, as a whole, somewhat outperformed gold. Uh, the gold to silver ratio dropped from where it was around 86 uh, over Christmas Day to uh, closer to 84. Um, again, very high. Um, but uh, what that means is that gold moved up as high as I think close to like 1280, um, like six month highs, uh, and and it has since dropped down. Now that obviously is subject to change depending on when you're watching this. Closer to 1266, 12 uh, as I speak, 1266.90. So quite a bit of a move down from where it was. Silver, on the other hand, uh, broke $15 and uh, has since been able to kind of hold that. It's actually at 15 as I speak right now. Um, it didn't drop quite as much. You know, it got up to around 15, 14, 15, 13, and it's been able to hold that since. So uh, that, that's kind of the big question is, will silver be able to hold $15? I mean, that's uh, my take on it is that, you know, over the short term, um, yeah, for the most part, I'm not saying that it won't drop below 15, but as a whole, the trend is to move higher than, than $15. Um, part of that seasonality that, that around this time of year, end of December, heading into the new year, uh, silver and gold tend to rally. And I think we're going to see that again this year. It's going to move silver off of these bottoms in the $14 range or even the $13 range. Now, uh, the question is, is how long is that going to last? And I think a lot of that depends on, um, uh, not only demand in markets like India, uh, or, or even consumer demand in, in much of these, you know, Western countries that, that stack silver, uh, but also what, what is the dollar doing and what is maybe more, more, more to the core of the question, what is the Fed going to do? You know, if the Fed continues to, to raise interest rates and, 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 and further tighten, then yeah, that could signal dollar strength, you know, in theory it would, and, and we could see silver kind of languish at these, uh, you know, around these lows, um, as we head into, you know, if we head into a recession or a period of, 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 uh, very little liquidity, then yeah, you could see silver and gold drop much like they did in 2008. But if you do see the fed loosen their policy, um, if you see that their, their projection suddenly becomes much more dovish than what it is right now, if all of a sudden rate hikes in 2019, are taken off the table. If, if quantitative tightening, uh, suddenly, you know, stopping QT, quantitative tightening is suddenly put on the table, then you're going to see a weaker dollar. And, and as I said for a long time, that's going to be one of the big catalysts to to start moving silver and gold up. I'm not talking $500 silver, whatever, $10,000 gold, okay? And maybe we can talk about those levels at a, at a later date. I'm just talking about getting silver up off these lows, getting gold up into the $1,400, $1,500 range, maybe silver up uh, you know, above $1,700, $1,800, maybe eventually above $20. Um, and, and then the next step is going to be uh, uh, you know, a rush from the markets, uh, from, from mainstream markets, bonds, stocks, etc., into uh, real assets, physical precious metals, among others, uh, commodities, and, and of course, things like real estate and land. Uh, that combined with more and more just radical, unconventional, 
dangerous policies from from central banks the world over uh those are gonna be the big things that kind of act as and i think the next catalyst for this big move up and so until then it's a waiting game you know i i, I couldn't say for sure and, and obviously none of this should be taken as investment advice um but i i, I tend to think that heading into the first quarter of 2019 we might not be continue to be spoiled by these fourteen, uh, sometimes even thir- in the thirteen dollar range prices for silver. Uh, you know, gold under twelve fifty, even under twelve hundred. Um, not to say that won't happen again in the future, but these next couple months, uh, we might just have to bite the bullet. And and for those that are buying, you might have to buy. You know, at, at in the fifteen sixteen dollar range for silver, which I will remind you, if if you look historically over the last couple of years, is still really low. If you look over the last uh, five ten years, still very low. So um, I, for one, am going to continue to take this as a chance to accumulate uh, metals. Um, in the meantime, I, we can sit back and watch these, these fireworks, I guess, in the stock market. You know, the other question is, you know, uh, uh, is this stock market a really a, uh, moving into a bear market? And, and I think the big determinant of that, first of all, I'll say this. The stock market was very overvalued prior to the beginning of this move down. And that is reason enough for it to move down. But if this is going to, if this is going to continue, if this is going to move back to, to a 20% drop from its highs to a 30 40 50% drop, et cetera, uh, in these major indices, if that's going to happen, I think one of the major questions that is, is, is on a lot of traders' minds is, is this systemic, um, not only systemic to the financial system, but the economy as a whole? And if the answer is yes, then then I think yeah, it's it's going to continue. If the answer is like no, if if this isn't weakness that is that is uh, going to last a long time, if this isn't the beginning of a new recession, then maybe you know the hope for for what's left of of the bull market to continue, you know, still exists. Um, but you know, of course, we even got data this morning from the Richmond Fed uh, of just very poor economic activity. It's one data point. Uh, I guess you know they probably include several data points in that, but it's still just one. Um, is this a trend? We'll see. Uh, but again, you know, 2019 is is this, this. I guess the big takeaway here, uh, stock market wise and economy wise, is this move up today. I think should not be taken as a confirmation of everything's rosy again, because it's not. Right, it's 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 we have the same systemic issues we did a week ago, a month ago, whatever. Stock market's just a lot lower, which I guess on the surface might make it look like a value play, as as Trump suggested in one of his recent statements. Uh, but um, in reality, I think that <laughs> this downward pressure in the stock market has has put a lot of pressure on investors, has put a lot of pressure on a an, an economy that that depends on. Um, Consumption that's driven by higher and higher asset prices. It's put a lot of pressure in the the um, financial system. I think, as evidenced by uh, Steve Mnuchin's re- recent uh, kind of panic over the weekend, uh, calling up uh, the, the heads of the top six U.S. banks. Um, of course, he's the head of the Treasury, the SEC, and some other uh, big uh, figures in the government to assure everyone that everything's okay. Um, I think that assures a lot of us that maybe things are not. Okay, so anyways, I hope you enjoyed this video. I hope you enjoyed this talk today. You know, I was going to have a very different video today, actually. I was gonna, I did an interview earlier today with none other than John Rubino from the dollarcollapse.com. It was an excellent interview, and I would have loved to show it to you guys. 
lo and behold, I wrapped it up. I, uh, you know, disconnected the Skype call once we're all done, and I went to go look for the recording file, and it was nowhere to be found. Very disappointing. So, um, I'll have him on sometime in the spring. I told him, you know, don't feel obligated to come back on. This was my own fault. It technical difficulties. It's annoying, but whatever. Uh, but it was a great interview, and it's great to talk to John um, and, and get his thoughts on it. But uh, nonetheless, I, I, I hope you, nonetheless, or regardless, whatever, hope you enjoyed this video, and I hope you enjoyed this talk, uh, and I hope you enjoyed. Um, Something that that it was not just more of the same in the markets, uh, move up in metals, and a significant move down these last couple of weeks in stocks. So, as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, and God bless.